Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 182 of On the Flank. I'm one of your hosts, John George, alongside Joe Kirkpatrick. Say hello, Joe. Hey, everybody. And Joe, back for another off-season episode. Uh, we've collected a couple things from the from the past two weeks here. Luckily, today came in huge, Joe. We were we were planning to record this episode since I will be going out of the country to London uh, for Apex Legends stuff, actually, uh, for two weeks. So I was like, yeah, we should probably do one before I do that. <laughs> and then we were gifted a bunch of news, luckily enough. So, uh, yeah, we, we're going to go through all of it. We got some signings. We got some Overwatch 2 general news. Uh, of course, you got to start with the Twitch drops. Um, more Twitch drops came uh, for the Lunar New Year, uh, including the Moira skin in, where, in which she's uh, the masked dancer legendary skin. I think that ends tomorrow, right, Joe? It does, yeah. But we, I think we touched on that last uh, yeah. show potentially as well, but it's still it's still existing. Uh still happens. You can still get your uh, six hours total of Twitch between now and... Uh, presumably, you know, like the middle or end of tomorrow uh, to get your more cosmetics if you listen to this early. Yeah, hopefully hopefully you listen to this early and didn't miss out on it. Uh, I still got to get mine. Uh, get, I'll get a couple <laughs> more hours in watching Dante. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, spoilers for later in this episode, kind of, <laughs> if you know. Um, and then another thing we talked about last week was bat- our last time was Battle for Olympus, and that event has ended. Uh, of course, if you weren't paying attention, they were doing a little competition to see which hero would get the most kills or elims, and Junker Queen ended up winning. Everyone just wanted that, uh, that little name card so badly, including me. And Junker Queen now wins. She gets a statue on Ilios. Uh, congrats. She was very fun to play. She was one of the more fun heroes to play in there. But uh, I think Lucio was was pretty fun. To, if you knew what you were doing, Lucio felt very busted. So, oh yeah, Lucy I'll be interested to see um, how how they end up implementing that. You know what that um, looks like if it's gonna you know hang around on the map permanently or um, you know in just like the normal version of Ilios or what. But um, Ilios is in the map pool right now, right? Or is it not? Uh, I would not be surprised if it was. <laughs> yeah. I'm just trying to think. I don't think I've gotten Ilios since this ended. So maybe it's there right now for the rest of the season. I, I don't I don't know. I don't think I've gotten Ilios. So I wouldn't know. I'm, I'm still grinding. I'm trying to get my battle pass. I'm very close. Uh, so maybe I'll find out tonight when I'm playing, getting my dailies done. Uh, but with the end of one event comes another, and it is the Lunar New Year event we mentioned from the Twitch drops, uh, Year of the Rabbit. Uh, it started a week ago. It ends in a week. Uh, this one's uh, a little bit of a smaller uh, smaller event. Um, they got Capture the Flag in there, Capture the Flag Blitz, Competitive Capture the Flag, uh, and Bounty Hunter, all game modes they added, uh, as well as the ability to unlock an echo legendary skin uh which i already have so i will not be taking the time to do that but obviously through missions like they've been doing for all the events so far uh, you can unlock that one um a little underwhelming of an event i think i don't know if we talked about it last time but it seems like with three events in one season uh they went for quantity over quality and i don't think it really helped uh, Battle for Olympus was really the only event I was wowed by. 
um, because it came with skins. It came with a cool new game mode, whereas Winter Wonderland and this are just repeats of the same old, same old. And I don't even know if either of them really had any new skins or they were all just recycled Overwatch 1 skins. I, I, I think there were a couple new ones, but not 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 too many advertised very well, to be honest. Um, yeah, it makes what me do wonder you think about this? Uh, um, you know, as we continue into the year, we get, um, you, you know, the events, uh, Cadence continues and all that. Obviously, next season, um, we're, we'll be uh, no new hero. Um, I'm trying to remember if we get a new map or what next season. Yeah, we should get a new map. Um, should be a but, new map. Uh, yeah, but, but in terms of, you know, uh, game modes and arcade mounts and stuff. Uh, you know, it may be certainly we we're we're on pace to have, uh, you know, one cool new original something uh, per season as far as that goes. Whether that's um, thinking of Halloween Terror in season one, uh, and now the uh, um, Battle for Olympus in season two. Yeah, um, seems like those are the two like memorable events at least i'm sure we will get another one in this next season especially you mentioning no new hero they really gotta they gotta make everything else uh more amazing uh to make up for the fact there's no new hero make a make a big patch do something um speaking of patches we got a little patch today um with the hog uh nerfs that we've been that have been talked about uh, since over a month ago now, uh, way back in December. Uh, Joe, if you want to quickly take us through only four hero changes here in these patch notes today. Yeah, yeah only a few changes. Um, but yeah, these are definitely... Uh, these hog changes have been uh, rumored and, and uh, hypothesized and teased for quite a while. Um, uh, nerfs to Orisa, Roadhog, uh, Kiriko, and Sojourn. Um, where starting with Arissa, her the health bonus she gains from uh, using Fortify has reduced from 125 to 75 additional health. Um, but yes, touch, touching Roadhog is the other um, tank hero uh, that got a, an adjustment here. Um, his hook uh, was nerfed in order, um, very explicitly at least in the developer comments with this patch, um, uh, describes as you know to to address and remove his one shot capability, um, to where the hook now um, deals much less damage um, on the actual initial impact uh, when the the character is actually hooked, uh, and it pulls it pulls you uh, uh, not as close, like you, you end up further away from Roadhog than you normally are, um, or than you have been currently in previous patches. Uh, and then to go alongside that, um, for his gun, the damage per pellet was reduced, um, but uh, to compensate, his, the recovery time was decreased and reload time was decreased, um, and his maximum ammo, he gets now six shots instead of five um, per clip. Um, but definitely definitely interesting change. Again, the is very explicitly to uh, reduce that one-shot um Reduce that one-shot capability. Uh, it said make it more dependent on how the hooked target is able to respond um, when they are hooked. You know to see how effective Roadhog can be. Um, but it'll be interesting to see how um, you know that ends up 
uh, playing in practice. Yeah, uh, definitely will be interesting. I, I don't know. Seems like they're just they're just going for the hook. Just being. I mean, the hook is good at at eliminating someone because you just pull them into your team. Uh, but obviously, it's not as satisfying uh, as the Roadhog player because uh, you're just hooking them, and then the rest of your teammates are dealing with them if they're even uh, being good teammates. So, yeah, <laughs> there I mean, is that too. Yeah, I, I mean, overall, this is uh, that they've mentioned down the line. There's going to be a rework for Roadhog, so this isn't like they're not they're not happy with the form they're going to have them in after this, but. Uh yeah, I mean rest in peace Roadhog. He's he's a super fun hero to play. Ever everyone I talk to is like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna miss Hog because playing Hog is fun. But playing against him, not fun. <laughs> not fun yeah. at all. So that will not be missed. And yeah. Um Yeah, and then the the few other changes uh yeah. to Sojourn, Kiriko, Orissa. Yeah, a couple of those we we touched on. Uh, Arissa got that uh, health nerf in Fortify. Uh, Soldier got an interesting uh, interesting change that again was very explicitly described as being um, uh, helping address her interactions with uh, damage boosts uh, in in the hero roster, um, particularly Mercy, uh, but also could apply to you know Ana and, and other heroes with damage boost. Um, to where uh, the gain the energy that she gains from. Uh, on her primary fire railgun to charge up uh, the secondary hit scan shot. Uh, that energy gain is no longer based on damage done, um, but instead uh, by like the number of primary fire hits landed. Um, so each time you hit a uh, uh, bullet, I guess, uh, now grants five energy, uh, you know, all the way up to a hundred as you charge for the as you charge the real gun, uh, I don't have the numbers ahead of me, in front of me to see. I should have looked that up. Uh, how that compares to what it used to be, because um, again, it did depend on the damage done. So I don't know if you know a headshot granted more than five or a body shot granted less than five. Uh, for example, um, energy before that that would be interesting to compare to to see where we're at now. But as it stands, any kind of hit uh, against any kind of enemy player, no matter whether it's a body shot or headshot or whatever, will earn you five energy towards that. Uh, uh, hit scan right click shot and then the primary fire damage itself has reduced from 10 to 9 um, damage per projectile um, so, so a little bit less lethal on the gun um, and a little bit more um, um, independent I suppose on the the railgun building because again is now no longer affected by uh, damage boost as far as that goes and nice. then uh yeah, and then the Kiriko has the last hero affected, uh, and just the one change uh, for her. But an interesting one they described as, you know, being concerned that Kiriko players uh, overall uh, were tending to rely too much on her healing, um, which she, you know, while relatively slow, uh, obviously it's got the travel time and everything is still uh, can be pretty good. Um, and so, the, in order to basically, they said encourage. Uh, those players to um, <laughs> basically not heal all the time is pretty explicitly what they said in these patch notes. Um, they have uh, changed the the recovery time between shots of this the healing Ofuda, um, where the recovery time is longer now. Um, 
so they it says you know you have more time to weave in uh, those kunai uh, the secondary fire DPS um, shots uh, and and do some damage as well as healing I like that <clears throat> I do like that change I think overall all these changes is good I, I still think Kiriko needs more uh, she is just so she's so good uh, I like the change. I still think she heals way too much while dealing way too much damage. Uh, where, whereas you have you have a hero like Zen who deals a lot of damage but has a lot of downsides because of how much damage he deals. Like, he has no movement abilities or anything like that. He moves extremely slow. Um, as well as uh, his healing is not great. Uh, it's it's there, but it it's not it doesn't do much. Meanwhile, Kiriko has maybe one of the best, just is the best has the best survivability in the game as far as support heroes go for sure. Uh, when I'm playing Kiriko, I my deaths are sometimes sometimes I have zero death games, and it's like okay, that probably shouldn't happen, even if we do roll them. <laughs> like, I, I feel like uh, I, I should be dying, but it's so easy to just escape the fight with that teleport. Uh, and then, yeah, insane amount of healing. She does way too much healing. When I'm playing Kiriko, I am just spamming heal because she. if you're pocketing a tank, you could just keep that tank alive the whole time. Uh, get to your ult super fast, which... I think her ult's in a way better place now than when she was first released, so that's good. Uh, but yeah, overall, Kiriko still needs a lot of nerfs, and I haven't even mentioned the the freaking cleanse yet, which is just ridiculous. <laughs> so yeah, uh, and I agree with some pros who have been tweeting. Uh, Dante tweeted out um, that the reason Arissa and Hog are so good right now is because Kiriko's so good, and Kiriko Kiriko sort of counters uh, the counters to Arissa and Roadhog, which is Ana and Zenyatta. Uh, that cleanse uh, just just as busted against any Ana. So uh, if Kiriko's just a little less good, like I think it's good to have that. I think their first first steps is just nerfing her healing a little bit. I think you, I think she probably does mu- too much. This this helps obviously. This will make it so she heals less per second. Uh, but if it's still too bad, you you still got to nerf her healing more. Uh, if she's a worse hero. It might she she might be able to be outdueled by Anna's anyways and stuff like that. I still have Anna's face off against me uh, every once in a while, so I, I think the counter is healthy in the game, and I think it's fun. But uh, right now, everyone's just playing Kiriko and uh, keeping their Rissas up for a very long time. I think that's why Rissa's so good right now. So if Kiriko gets nerfed even more, this Arissa nerf might might hurt a bit more as well. Uh, but yeah, overall good changes. Um, these, if, if changes are going to be this small, they might need to happen more often. Although <laughs> this is two weeks after this is two weeks after a patch, right? Um, I think there was a patch two weeks ago about something like that. Yeah. So, yeah, if you're going to get a patch every two weeks or so, I, I think this the, these small changes are are good for a two week change. I, I, I like that cadence as long as they're doing it every two weeks. Yeah, consistency uh, will be key for sure, uh, mm-hmm. as far as that goes. Uh, I know we've uh, talked on the show already. We've got, um, in theory, there are break changes coming. There are, I don't know what other kinds of heroes. I think they've talked about Symmetra, Sombra. Um, we'll possibly be, you know, Moira. Under the microscope here. What was that? Possibly Moira. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we may see those kinds of things at some point in life. Uh, <laughs> I suppose whether that's you know before the end of season two or not, but because um, I forget how long that goes, but maybe through end of February. Uh, season like season three is um, in two weeks, so we're almost there. Oh, oh wow, yeah, yeah. That's why I'm grinding my battle pass, Joe. I gotta finish it. I gotta, I gotta get Zeus Junker Queen. It's just, it's a must. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah. Very, very exciting. And uh, yeah, apparently, uh, there's a big balance patch coming with season three, but changes, changes to a bunch here, bunch of heroes. So that should be fun. Hopefully, shake up the meta a little bit. Uh, I think we all, we all need it. I, I'm hoping Kiriko out of the Kiriko just does so much that she's controlling the meta. Let's change it. Let's go. Um, all right. Next, let's get into some signings. Um, Soul has re-signed Profit, uh, which is great. I mean, Soul, one of the APAC teams that uh, isn't in China, so uh, they shouldn't be as affected as the other Chinese teams. Uh, so I think we were expecting Soul to have maybe one of the best rosters in APAC this this year, since they might not be as afraid to invest. Uh, clearly, they're not too afraid to reinvest in uh, one of their best players in the past uh, past years, and that's that's profit. So, obviously, a great starting part point for Soul. I don't think you can argue against that, right, Joe? Oh yeah, definitely cannot. Uh, the only he's the only player uh, we know of that's uh, confirmed signed to this 2023 roster. Uh, but that's got to be a good start. Uh, and I guess we have to start. You know, getting in the habit of clarifying now we're talking about the Soul Dynasty. Oh yeah! Oh my God! Uh, <laughs> but, but yes, like, wait, the, what? The the Infernal signed Prophet? What? Uh, yes, no. It's the it's the team we have always known as Soul. Yeah, uh, have retained their their big DPS player. So that's so weird. Uh, yeah, sorry. It might take me a couple episodes. Everyone, sorry. <laughs> um, okay, yeah, Prophet staying. Uh, good good signing all right next is uh the gladiators we signed dante we finally did something everyone uh <laughs> yay <laughs> now everyone was super excited i uh loved reading all the fans responses to to not only the signing of dante but also the video thanks everyone for the compliments on the video uh we worked hard on it and we're glad it glad it turned out great but yeah dante he joins the Gladiators. We're excited to have him. He will be there as a tank, and he is the only tank we're signing. Uh, it is confirmed. So it's a it's a bit of a risk for sure, Joe, but uh, he showed towards the end of the year he could be flexible, especially in playoffs. Uh, not only a Doomfist one trick, he could play Winston, he could play Arissa, and hopefully he expands his hero pool even more. What do you think of the signing, Joe? Oh yeah, there are definitely way worse choices uh, Gladiators could have made when they're uh, you know building out this new roster. Uh, coming in alongside again, just for for perspective, uh, currently have confirmed signed uh, a Kevster uh, on DPS and Funny Astro on Lastro, uh, which is not going to be confusing at all. <laughs> um, there in the support line, so yeah, we'll see <laughs> how the rest of this team evolves. But um, uh, but yeah, they're, they're definitely. Uh, definitely a solid player and definitely was um, yeah gonna is the kind of player that you were gonna be uh, pretty surprised I think um, if he didn't find a home somewhere um, again based on the you know particularly standout season um, I think it's fair to say he had uh, uh, last year 
Oh, yeah, definitely a very surprising season for Dante. Uh, excited to have him. He's already in L.A., so I've gotten to gotten to hang with him a couple times. Great guy. So should be a good pickup. And then Toronto finally announced their roster. This has been a long time coming. And honestly, the most I, I wasn't surprised by the roster. If, you, if you've been on the Internet and paying attention to rumors, you shouldn't be surprised. The only part I was surprised about was there is a player missing here. Uh, that we all thought would be there. But if you didn't know, if you haven't heard the rumors, American Tornado is back, and they are now the Toronto Defiant. Uh, All the players that were spread across the league last year uh, have come to Toronto, and that includes on Tank Kaluge, on DPS Hydron Speedily, and Sam, and on support OG, Ultraviolet, and Sir Majed, all coming together to be on the roster. The player that's missing, Reiner. Um, Reiner was a part of American Tornado. He was rumored to be on this team. Uh, and he will not be there, apparently. Um, and you can only, only I mean, things haven't been confirmed. There are a bunch of rumors, but you can you can only assume that that means he probably won't be playing. I, I can't imagine he would choose another team over, over being with his old teammates. So uh, very interesting uh, non-inclusion there. But besides that, I'm super excited for this roster, Joe. I think it was a very good idea for all these players to uh, play with other teams first and then come together in year two, not as rookies after they have a year under their belt. I think they're going to be, I think America Tornado last year, if they were together, might have been a big disaster failure. But I think this year they actually stand a chance now that they all have a year under their belt and years. If you look at all these players, great years for all of them, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I'll highlight, um, you know, obviously, like you said, uh, all these players with the history of an American Tornado, uh, with the exception of Sermichad, uh, uh I was looking through just to double check on Liquipedia. Um, um, anyway, so it's an interesting note there. But uh, again, he was one of the players, uh, you know, when released from Florida, I was uh, looking forward to see where, uh, where he landed on this team. But yes, the the ability to, uh, yeah, bring all these players back together again. Um, uh, you know, not only talking about a year of experience, um, but specifically a year of experience on uh, all these different rosters that had all these different kinds of years uh, <laughs> and you know different uh, coaching styles, different uh, exposure to things. The the um, you know the kinds of individualized experience that these players have gotten in season five. Uh, you know, maybe they'll be able to to bring that in and and you know share with the group collectively here in season six to to make something you know uh, bigger than some of its parts kind of situation. Oh yeah, big time. Um, I, I personally, I'm I think this team competes. I mean, look at look at them. It's so much talent there. Uh, and yeah, every event we would go to these. By the way. These people still hang out together. They're best friends. Like every event last year, all these people were together. And I will say Sir Majed, even though it was not a part of American Tornado originally, also would hang out with these people all the time. Uh, they had a little posse going. So still great friends, obviously, if they decided to play together again like they have. Um, and it should be super fun. And I think we should mention Kasaurus, um, a great should have a great head coach in Kasaurus, the assistant coach of... Um, of shock for the past couple of years as well. I think that's going to be a huge part. Um, and I think Toronto has boasted some insane signings throughout the years, but I think this is like 
this is the one I'm the most confident in their team, Joe. I, this, this is this is the one time. I think the only way they could disappoint is if other teams just do better. I mean, NA is just stacked this year, so anything could happen. Um, oh yeah, so, it definitely yeah. is. Um, and yeah, I was gonna I was gonna throw that into uh, here at the end of of talking about Toronto in terms of like you know as uh, if we look through the the franchise history, I mean, uh, it's not a super great one it's fair to say in terms of uh uh you know toronto signing players that are <laughs> super impressive and then just not really being being able to uh you know pull them together into something concrete um when it you know when it's time to perform uh i think that's uh a, a fair description of some of these toronto rosters in history but um you know hopefully you know you got to break it sometime um and this uh, definitely is again one of their their best rosters that they built um, as far as an offseason team goes, and uh, we'll see what happens when they you know throw them in the mix of of what this uh, league structure will be. Oh yeah, <clears throat> super excited to watch this roster. All right, uh, today another thing that came out was some Overwatch World Cup details, um, specifically about the World Cup trials. Um. And yeah, there will basically they have listed out the 36 teams that are going to be playing in the online qualifiers uh, and trials and and whatnot. Uh, they're going to be uh, World Cup trials over three weekends uh, here, upcoming in February, uh, middle of February, and then the committees will uh, obviously convene after the trials, choose <clears throat> who they want uh, to be in, on their country's team by April. Uh, in time to get ready for, I believe it's a summer summer online qualifiers is when it's happening, I believe. Uh, so, yep. Um, <clears throat> they also briefly, I think that's in June, uh, and the 36 teams will be brought down to 16 in those online qualifiers to play on LAN uh, at BlizzCon, of course. Uh, they do also mention... China. I'll just read out this paragraph. Given the current dynamics in China and that a team from China has always performed very well, including two second-place finishes in the last two Overwatch World Cups, a team from China will receive a direct invitation to the group stage. There will be no World Cup trials in China, and the team will not compete in the online qualifiers. The trial process in China will differ from that of other countries' region. We will share more information with players in China regarding that process. So that's very interesting. Obviously, you want to include China with the recent, I think, what was it, yesterday? China's servers shut down. Officially, uh, yeah. So, yeah, it's. I think that was a big question, and it's good to hear they're like, yeah, we want one of the best regions competing in this event, obviously. Uh, so uh, I guess, I'm guessing we'll find out news later whether that means um, maybe they have possibly figured out uh, a fix to it or uh, they just have a whole different process for them this year. Who knows? Uh, but th- th- they got a whole list of the 36 teams that will be playing uh, to earn their earn their spot. Uh, earn their spot. Obviously, China gets one of those 16, so they're all competing for 15. Uh, there are six different groups. Uh, and, yeah, if you want to go see the list, you can. I, there are a lot of people upset because they chose it based off of player base population i believe and not watched yeah, overwatch 2 player population data yeah and not um 
I think they previous in previous World Cups they based it off the leaderboards, how many uh, top players you had in your country, and I think people would have rather had that because you have uh, countries specifically Denmark and Finland being left out, who previously were pretty good uh, in Overwatch World Cup. They weren't insane or anything; they weren't winning the whole thing, but they were definitely competing and they were good and probably would beat a lot of the countries on the on the list. So I think you had a lot, a lot of people upset about that. But yeah, if you want to go take a look at the list and get mad about your country being left out or anything, you can. <laughs> yeah, I, I highlighted um, yeah teams that uh, countries that were previously participated in an Overwatch World Cup uh, who would need to earn one of the four wildcard positions uh, because there are four wildcards um, uh, that will be thrown into um, into the pool, and, and I don't, they haven't been super clear about how um, you know the the wild cards will uh, make it into that 16 team pool necessarily but um, but yes countries that would need a, a wild card spot uh, include Denmark and fin- Finland and Russia as well uh, who finished uh, tied for eighth in 2019 or tied for seventh I should say uh, Denmark's most recent finish was uh, uh, tied for fifth in 2019 and Finland uh, was in the uh, top eight of 2018. Um, uh, yeah, it's teams that uh, uh, otherwise have not been uh, granted an express uh, an express uh, group stage spot here. Mm. <clears throat> At least there's a chance for them to get in, I guess. Uh, and they exactly. should. They should. They should get in if everyone says they're that good, right? So. Um, yeah, Runder, I guess it was based off player population, but you got, there's a lot of politics around Russia. You got to wonder if they were left out for that reason as well, Joe. Could be interesting. It's true. Yeah. I had to chuckle um, when I was just glancing through earlier that uh, both the United States and Puerto Rico uh, got a got a individual berth for themselves. <laughs> uh, obviously, um, you know, Puerto Rico has like a U.S. territory. Um but you know who knows? <laughs> There's all kinds of all kinds of stuff like that. Um, yeah, um, it, it looks like the uh, the team will be competing as Chinese Taipei, for example, again, um, rather than uh, rather than Taiwan, um, uh, as they have previously in in World Cups uh, stuff like that. So yeah, it is interesting looking at these lists, and it, it, I don't know. It makes me wonder, like how. I want to go back and look at how they used to do it. Uh, but it's interesting to like see, uh, like for example, three make it out of uh, America A. Um, and you assume two of them would be United States and Canada, but then you wonder who the third one would be, you know? Like I, I, none of these, like Costa Rica, Guatemala, Mexico, Puerto Rico, don't really recall watching any of those teams playing Overwatch. So we're going to get one of those three at, at land though. So that's, that's fun. Um, yeah, it's it's cool to see some of these teams that we'll probably see at LAN uh, just because we're doing like a regional knockout almost. So, Yeah, I think this is the biggest... Uh, I mean, don't quote me on this, but I want to say this is probably the biggest pool of countries uh, in a World Cup that they pulled from yet. So, Yeah, they really want... Once Last time World Cup happened, like things were really like settled, I feel like, and I think they really want to go back to the state of like training overwatch 2 like it's a new game that attracted a bunch of new players because it did um and really like bring the openness to it i believe 
which is probably why they're doing it based off player base population instead of top 500 or whatever because uh, they really want to like open it up to a bunch of new players and a bunch of new people that could possibly be on these teams um, they also um, you can also uh, apply to be a GM coach or social lead for your uh, for your country if you want to do that as well uh, these previously used to be or at least social lead I think maybe all these used to be fan voted and they no longer will be which I think is smart from Blizzard uh, but if you want to you uh, create a video fill out a web form and you, you gotta do all this by January uh, 30th which is very soon uh, and to be honest as someone who works in video is like I don't know is it's kind of a harsh deadline like six days away to make a video um, I, I guess you gotta make a real simple video but yeah uh all that happening. I mean, there's World Cup's just super exciting, Joe. I'm so excited for this to be back. It's going to be so much fun, and I'm sure they'll they'll. It seems like they really have a full year planned of it too. So it seems like the this will be intertwined with the Overwatch League this year. To be honest. But yeah. Anything else to mention about this, Joe? Before we go on to this big topic. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. I think the, uh, as I'm just reading the, the fine print on this article here, it looks like February 1st, um, um, number one, the World Cup trial signups will open for players, but also they'll have more information about the uh, wildcard qualifiers and, and all those kinds of things. Uh, so we'll have obviously more to report when that comes through. Um, but yeah, as, as we said, you know, when it was originally announced all the way back either before or after Christmas, I forget. Um, it's you know, it's good to have the World Cup back. Absolutely. <laughs> I've made the mistake of going to the forum comments on this World Cup post, Joe. Mm-hmm. First response, no thanks. I'd rather have good balancing. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds right. Yeah. Uh, no thanks, you killed Roadhog. <laughs> Lo- love the forums. Um. All right, let's move on. There's a huge Jacob Wolf, a wolf bomb that has come out um, this past week on the Overwatch League. Uh, Title Overwatch League teams start collective bargaining process against the league. Uh, they have the majority of Overwatch League teams have uh, retained a British law firm to start a collective bargaining process against the league after years of high operating costs and continually missed promises on revenue. Uh, this is a great report. Uh, and for anyone in the Overwatch League, it's a, you know, it's a bit of a scary report, obviously. Uh, but I think it, probably the the teams probably have some, uh, some right to do this at this point, Joe. Uh, obviously, viewership has been uh, down. Sponsorships are all gone. Yeah, everything is not going the way it planned there are no there are a bunch of promises even if you just go back to the beginning of overwatch league that have not panned out i think the the only thing that um the the big defenses that overwatch league could have is COVID, um and it might just let them go scot-free here uh and it's i think it's basically like hey the teams are probably like hey we were promised this we were promised live events able ability to sell merch and tickets at all those and overwatch league could say well pandemic 
what were we supposed to do? So, yeah, um, it'll be interesting to see, to follow this, Joe, and see exactly where this goes. But uh, it's not a great sign that a majority of the league is, is the majority of the teams are upset at the league uh, about about everything. I mean, we all knew this. So many teams have been trying to sell. All this stuff has been happening. What are your thoughts overall on this uh, this stuff, Joe? Yeah, it's definitely very interesting. And I mean, some could pretty easily argue uh, overdue as far as that goes. Um, you know, to have some kind of um, uh, you know some kind of some kind of response, some kind of uh, you know plan being made to address some of these kinds of concerns. Um, and obviously, this. Um, Excuse me. This setup with um, like in this collective bargaining, like it's not, um, uh, it's not involving you know, like, excuse me, like the individual players, uh, like we've talked before about, uh, or there there has been talk before about uh, you know a players union or that sorts of things like that's. Uh, it sounds definitely more like this, you know, the teams and the team owners. Um, as far as that goes, uh, it, it makes me sort of curious. Um, you know which teams uh, may or may not be involved like presumably if it was all of the teams it would have said all of the teams uh, rather than just the majority um, as I was looking through this article it looks like um, they sort of all but confirm as of at a minimum Toronto defiant is involved uh, and the um, uh, Florida mayhem uh, likely is is also involved in this Um I, I really don't know <laughs> if I had to speculate. You know what team might not, um, might not have uh, uh, taken the bait. Whether that was you know a team from uh, APAC, but of course they um, you know have all kinds of reason to <laughs> to you know um, to benefit from a position like this, or or if, or if it was a team like um, you know for example San Francisco or Dallas, who um, you know perhaps uh, at least financially, if nothing else, have seen. Um, you know the 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 bigger piece of the pie uh, compared to some of these other teams. I, and again, I'm I'm just speculating there. But um, um, but yeah, the the ways in which this may affect the the rollout of um, of the league and of the league schedule, um, or you know the different kinds of format or, or sponsorships or money involved or. Um, all those kinds of things. There's there's a lot up in the air. Obviously, there hasn't really been any kind of official, um, you know, response or statement uh, by the league uh, in relation to any of this or by any of the teams involved um, that I know of. But, um, but, but yeah, definitely definitely interesting development. Um, I don't know what. Um, but, I mean, number one, I don't know enough about the situation. But number two, I don't know enough about. Um, processes like these to to speculate of you know what could possibly even be like a uh, like a theoretical outcome you know what what could they be um, realistically negotiating for uh, so I, I don't know well the, the, that the kind of stuff I'm sure will remain to be seen yeah <clears throat> I'm very also very interesting in what they're negotiating for all that stuff. And how it's going to affect this year, like you mentioned, Joe. I'm, I'm wondering if it's it's going to cause a cost a or cause a lower budget for the league this year. What's going to happen there? It could mean a ton of different things, and uh, we're just going to have to wait and see exactly what that means, Joe. You know, 
scary a little bit scary for sure a little bit scary um but yeah if you got nothing else to say about that i i'm just eagerly waiting to see if there's any more news that'll come out about it but that's that's all we got for for this week just a nice little update episode absolutely yeah we were thinking you know looking at our our rundown you know maybe it'd be relatively short but um like you said these last couple days have been um definitely provided us with with some more things to think about um and we've still got a few days now to enjoy the rest of uh the year of the rabbit oh yeah uh sounds like sean miller's cooking up something too joe so we should have some more news as well soon absolutely uh, thank you all for listening. If you want to follow us on social media, uh, my Twitter is at JWGeorgeIV. Joe's is at Kirkpatrick underscore Inc. INC. And our Twitter's or our show's Twitter is at On The Flank Show. You listen to this in one way. If you want to listen to it in a different way, go to on hyphen the hyphen flank dot co. We're on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play. Thank you all for listening. Uh, and go grind that battle pass to get. That Zeus Junker Queen.